Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 218. Tonight, Matt and Doug chat with Thaddeus Gonzalez, a Bay Area music performance and recording artist. Thaddeus talks about his two new singles, Still In Your Mind and Death of a Good Hustle. We talk about his signing with Rebel Wave Records, his upcoming album, Opposite Faces, and what it's been like to work with producer Tim Narducci of The Watchers. We get into how the pandemic has changed the way he's been working and his weekly Facebook Live Thursdays with Thaddeus acoustic concerts. It was great chatting with Thaddeus. Enjoy the show. Thaddeus. <laughs> What's up, fuckers? What is up? How's it going? Hey, that it's is going great. How you doing, man? It's a sunny, lovely day in the wherever the fuck in the Bay Area. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm I'm across the bay from you. I'm a I'm up in here. Nice, nice. Doug's What's over going on? in uh, Indiana, right, Doug? Illinois, Illinois. Sorry, That's right. How's Illinois? <laughs> uh, it's been beautiful. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Oh wow, cool. <laughs> I haven't. Seems like it seems funny when like there's so much. All of a sudden. I'm in the studio for, you know, in COVID and all of a sudden now it's like, there's so much interviews and all these things going on all the time now, you know? Well, that's cool though. It's cool. It's different. Yeah. It's, different. <laughs> it's just, it's just a year of, of not doing anything. And all of a sudden your things are very busy, you know? Yeah. Well, let's get right into that. Uh, yeah. You, uh, I mean, you're, you're known locally for your really electric live shows. And I know it's been tough for you not playing out. So um, how are you coping with that? Well, I mean, honestly, I don't have a this real need to go. I like being on the road. So if I can't be on like, have like a three week run, then I'm sort of, um, just to go play a show is kind of fun, but I, I really like being, I like touring. Oh, it's okay. kind of my, yeah. It's like, I like playing shows. Shows is fun. And if there's a show coming up, but when I was younger, the opportunities to be out on the road were not didn't happen as frequently. It was like, it, it never fucking happened. Huh. It was like, so it was like, I would play once a month when I was a kid, you know, and, and it was like, or one, you know, in, in the Bay area or something. And it was just like now being able to go and have a tour itinerary itinerary and then going on the road. That's like, um, that's way more fun to me. It's way more appealing than just having one show. And this is like a really big show, but, right? you know, playing at Slims or bottom of the hill or some like, club here if it's a really awesome show it's rad but most of the time i'd rather have i'd be on i'd rather be on the highway you know driving and okay. doing sound checks and shit like that so do you have that do you have that on the schedule you have something getting ready to go um no not 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 um my agent said that uh things are opening up but it really comes down to what states are going to be open and if um in the fall there could potentially be a tour but it'd be like we'd have to beeline to middle America where, you know, where things are open. And so it'd be like, instead of doing up through the Pacific and going up to, you know, through Oregon, Seattle, Idaho, to, you know, Denver, Kansas city, and going back around through Texas, you wouldn't do something like that. We'd have to go straight through to like Kansas city and play around those areas and then come back. Oh, wow. I'm not really sure if that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not totally sure, but it would, it would be something like that. I don't, 
And there's so many bands who want to be on the road right now. Yeah, Everybody yeah. wants to be on the road right now. Yeah, it's going to explode. When things open up, man, it's going to explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things are going to be crazy. And I don't have my, there's bands that are way bigger than me. Even at my level, who if they went on the on the road, bookers would want to have them before they'd have me. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's there's a you know there's a pecking order right now for sure. Sure, sure. you know, and and that's fine. That's you know that's that is what it is. You know, yeah. So you got uh, you got uh, a couple of new singles out right now. Yeah. So yeah, um, you got uh, st- still in your mind, and uh, you yes. got uh, death of a good hustle. Now I understand that still in your mind is. Um, just a single single and not from your album, but death of a, a good hustle is from your upcoming album. Right. Right. I, I just, I, you know, I had recorded, I had recorded so much music that it was just, um, there was just no way to just put certain, certain songs really lumped together, sounded like they should be albums. And then like still in your mind could have been on the next album, but it was like, it just dropped, you know, and signing with Rebel Waves Records and Todd Severin and, and kind of knowing that he wanted to put stuff out. Um, it was just a good opportunity just to start putting out music instead of having it a part of a of the albums or album, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of a luxury to have enough music that you can say, you know what, this one fits my album theme. I'm going to put it on the album. This one doesn't. I'm just going to throw it out there as a single. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. I mean, sh- now I'm at, I, because of all the break, the breaks of things going on right now, I've already written a few more tunes, which I'm going to go back into June in the studio in June with Tim. And, um, I'll record about four new songs and then a cover tune. And then, um, some of those songs that are in the second album are going to be pushed off the second album and are going to be singles because I, I just have a lot of material. That's awesome. And I'm just like, time to put out. Yeah. That's a nice, nice problem to have, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He's so prolific. Now, I, I never really asked you this. I mean, uh, we've kind of known each other a little bit. And uh, I haven't seen yeah. you in person since uh, you played with the Watchers at Bottom of the Hill that time. I still have that poster up here. That's, uh, that was such a great show. That's so awesome! You were there. That was a that was a good show. That was a fun show. Yeah, it was a fun show. Um, yeah, I, was, I wanted to ask you how it was like working with Tim, but first, I, uh, I, no, let's just go right to there. I forgot what I was going to say. How has it been like uh, working with Tim from the Watchers? Um, it's just it's it's it, it was it was fun, and it's been you know we became now we're you know super rad friends. Sure. But the thing is, is that there's so much so many issues with. Um, with COVID and his, his brother passing. Right. That was sad. And his dad All, too. Yeah. And his dad, you know, that was lingering. So when right. I started working with him, his dad had passed, I think it was like maybe two months before. So it was like, it, it all sort of, it just kind of became a bummer stuff constantly yeah. happening. And, um, it definitely made our friendship stronger. And it seemed like, you know, um, because like I talked about how I rely on other people, mm-hmm to get my music out and to record it and all those things like, you know, a few different drummers, a few different bass players. Um, I think it took his mind off a lot of the things going on. Oh, that's and cool. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the benefits of it. Cause it's like, you know, there was a lot of heavy stuff going on and it seemed like, um, <laughs> it was like, what do you do? You get into work. Right. You, you had a tough year. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to take your mind off of stuff. And you know what? That's kind of a blessing that you were, 
there with a project and stuff to do for him to take his mind off of stuff. So no, he's working on watchers things, but probably not enough. Right. There's a, there's a, there's this like with, with um, my pre my previous producers, there's this one-on-one thing going on because once drums are tracked and um, we decide who's going to, cause I had diff- I Tim played a majority of the bass, but once um, the other bass players were done, it's like, it's basically me and him yeah. on guitars screwing around. And that really takes up a lot of the, you know, your, your brain, you're in the studio, you know, it's yeah. like, instead of him sitting down and listening to bands play, you know, it's like you're, you're he's involved, he's recording, he's in the process right. more than just producing or, or recording or engineering. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's what I was going to ask is that I, so you don't have like a, like a standing band. You kind of work with whoever you can at the time. Is that right? Um, I had a standing band and I, it was, there's a, there's an artist of mine, a, a, a artist, one of my favorite artists is PJ Harvey. If you guys know. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. She's fucking around. She's fucking and, around. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's fucking around. But I started noticing when she came out, her first videos, her first like two or three videos were with a band. Uh-huh. And I was like, and I kind of, and she's a solo artist. And as her career elongated or became extended, became like a real career, it became her. And I kind of look at it as my career like that. And I started out with a, I, st- I tried to start out with a band. I tried, but it doesn't work out when you're a solo artist. It's like, um, because I want it my way. Right. And if it's not going to happen my way, um, then I got to get people to get involved with, get behind me and do what I want to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like that. And it's, um, and I, I worked with some in the, in my first solo project after I left, when I first recorded Utopian Society, um, when I was with Electric Sister, um, Dennis Hill, I had written a bunch of songs and I went in there and I had to pull a bass player from Electric Sister and the drummer from the band Lit, if you guys have heard of Lit. Yep. Did both, who did drums on both of my first solo albums. And I had to kind of piece together this album, which was really just written on acoustic guitar. So it did start out, the nucleus started with me being a solo, being by myself, but then I needed a band and then people got on board and were with me for about two or three years. Oh, okay. And then it started changing. So now I have a few different drummers, a few different bass players, a few different guitar players. And it really... It really depends, you know, especially when I start touring and hitting on getting on the road. It's like, that's a commitment. Yeah. It's like a commitment. If I'm gone five months out of the year, that's a commitment. You know, it's like, I've got to make it paying them really good money or they've got to just, yeah. And sleeping on couches. Right. You know, it's got to be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, there's a life going on. You know, everybody has a life. So. Yeah. It's interesting that approach because, you know, there's, there's, there's certain people, you know, some iconic people who, you know, they have, and I, I kind of learned this later. And I think most people either learn this later or maybe don't even know, like people like, you know, Trent Reznor and Prince and people who, who, you know, you know, nine inch nails, but he records most of the stuff himself and Prince recorded almost everything himself. And then when they went on tour, you know, they put a band together for the tour. So it'd be a touring band, you know, like the beach boys. Um, Yeah. There's another one, the beach boys. Um, so you're, you're, you're more like, so more like PJ Harvey in the sense that you assemble, uh, people to do a project more than have a, a band and you, you know, pick and choose whoever's available or who is the style or how does that work? I'm just not talented enough <laughs> to, fucking, <laughs> to play, to play drums or to, to play, play a lead guitar solo. Like I, 
I can hear it in my head. Yeah. And I, and with Tim, uh, you know, the guitar solos that he did, um, I, we, we kind of, I go, we'll go high, you know, go higher. It was this, it was very like wolf wind like this, you know, and it was very like bouncing off this idea of, um, what I'd always heard in my head when I was writing the songs in my living room. And since he's a better player than me, it comes out better. You know, what I, what I imagined was reimagined. And, um, it's always beneficial for me to be working with people who are more talented than me. It's just, it's better. It's always been better. And, um, luckily enough, I've not played with people who are, who are shabby. All, all the people I've worked with have just been awesome. You know, incredible. They make my, they lift my songs up, you know? Right. Right. That's cool. Matt was telling me that you um, have signed with a record company. Yeah, I signed with um, Rebel Waves Records, which um, is a local because I was my last time I signed with this uh, with Spectre Records, which was on the East Coast. Oh, really? And yeah, and they and I never talked to um, I very frequently talked to the to the guy who signed me. It was it was just like it was on the phone and it was very, you know. And they did what they really needed me to do. But on this next album, I so wanted someone who was more hands-on. And me, my status was elevated just enough um, so that he's, I was on his radar. You know, I was already, I was on his radar before um, I started working with Tim and it was, it was, it was cool, but um, I wanted someone who was local. I wanted someone who I could text on the phone. I wanted this personal relationship and I didn't have that with Spectra not that that was a bad thing because it was what I needed at the time but um now it's very like texting and Ripple Ripple Records is uh is a is a big conglomerate now you know oh, yeah. he's yeah it's a it's a big record label and Rebel Waves is just can put someone like me who's not stoner rock yeah you know I I like ballads I like you know I I want to you know I like things like that so that fits on that. It's okay for rebel waves records for me to be on it, but the local thing and the, the friendship and the like, Hey dude, how's it going? All that stuff is really important to me. It's just like, it felt okay with Spectra at the time. And this, and it, and it felt right then. And now this feels right where I'm at. And so I don't know what the next thing will be, but um, I'm just going to keep working, you know? Yeah. So. That makes sense. You know, it's funny. I saw, I saw that you were signed with rebel waves. I didn't realize at the time it was an imprint of Ripple because, uh, yeah. you know, I know Todd. Todd is such a cool guy. and He's so friendly, so hands-on, and so cares so much about the music. And, uh, right. and uh, yeah, that's, that's, I, didn't, I didn't put two and two together there, but that's so cool, uh, all of the stuff coming together. Yes, like Sacred Shrines and Moon Coven and um, Kabbalah, those, <clears throat> those bands are, they're just so avant-garde yeah. and so, you know, they're noodly and they're far out. They're very psychedelic. It wouldn't fit with you know this, the hard stuff that's on uh, that's on the rip, the ripple yeah. roster. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I don't. And honestly, I don't even fit on that shit. Like, <laughs> right. I, I don't even fit. Like my shit's a little like my shit's a little too you know whatever that is. But it's uh, but I'm just lucky that he's that he supports what I'm doing. You know, yeah. being an artist is hell. Being a songwriter, artist, or whatever I'm doing it's not the easiest thing, you know, yeah. it's kind of odd. It's very odd. So. <laughs> that That's funny <laughs> that you put it that way. How, how would yeah. you, how do you classify your own music? I just think of it as like, 
you know, like rock or, you know, slightly heavy rock or maybe alternative, but I mean, like you hate to put stuff in a box, but when you tell people about it, you got to say something. What do you, what do you call it? Um, I'd just say I'm hard rock. I'd say I'm hard rock. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, 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 I hear a lot of, there's so much, I've heard so many things of what I sort of sound like, but the general thing to just pick, I'm a, I play hard rock. Yeah. And when I try to get out of it, of not going fucking duh or, you know, something like that, it feels like I'm not doing the right thing. Yeah. I but, get that. Uh, yeah. It's like, I should be rock, but like the next album, there's not a lot of, of that on the next album's pretty, like, it's just a different vibe. This album's got a lot of different vibe. You know, the new album's got a lot of different stuff on it. So, um, when you say the new album, um, you mean the one that's coming out next, like in June or whatever? Yeah, uh, yeah. Opposite faces. Yeah. Like even with death of a good hustle, there's this, there's the rock element, but there's, trying to give it this, this mood is what I was trying to do. And then I think what I talked about like Roger Waters and his, a lot of the stuff post post Pink Floyd, he really sits things down and lets the songs kind of marinate without going into riffs where silver inside my previous album, it was like riff, 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 guitar solo, riff, (laughs) scream, riff, scream. (laughs) It's just like, I like that though. I liked it too. The new land. Great song. I love that stuff. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. But it's like, if I'm planning, I'm, I'm not ever playing. If people think they're going to hear me making a right turn, it's not. I'm going to make a left. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like the next single I'm doing is, um, is I'm putting out um, In Excess, Never Tear Us Apart, which I recorded. Oh, nice. In, um, and that song has been done a million times, but I saw this, this, oh, I saw this Oasis documentary. Have you guys seen that? No. Not yet, no. And, um, and they just um, the Liam and Noel Gallagher in this. It's a it's a it's it's. I'm sorry. It's the Michael Hutchinson documentary oh, of In Excess. Got it. And Oasis accepts this award from Michael Hutchinson, and they kind of like they belittle him. They talk shit about him at this awards thing, saying like it has been given a newcomer the award. They just kind of crap on him. Huh. And I um, and so I was like, I want to hear some of this more of this In Excess stuff. And so I'd heard that song but I kind of rethought it out yeah. and told Tim about it. And then uh, Tim played this, just played great guitar on it. And, you know, I strummed it and we did, you know, did the stuff on it, but uh, it's a really good reimagining of that song. Nice. I'll be releasing really soon. Yeah. I'm yeah super I really like in excess. I'm, I think Michael Hutchins was, was awesome. He just had a great voice and a great sensibility. Even their even right back to their debut album, which was amazing. What was, yeah. I don't, I don't know a lot of their stuff, but when they, when at that level, when I saw the documentary on Mike, and I think it's on like Amazon prime, but them Oasis talking shit about this guy who was, I was kind of like, he's kind of rad, right? It just seemed really, it seemed really, it seemed super petty. Yeah. yeah like they have cool. a kind of a rep for being petty and, and ripping yeah. on people that are more talented. Right. Than them, but <laughs> That's another story. Yeah. But they're fucking awesome. No, they're, Oasis good. Is awesome. they're one of my favorites, but at that level, I'd be like, that's that guy. But they did it in front of this massive audience at some award, European award thing. And it was just like, ouch. I was like, I'm going to make your song good, dude. That's (laughs) what I'm going to (laughs) do. This one's for you. Right. (laughs) Let's, um, let's take a, let's take a minute and hear, uh, hear uh, death of a good hustle. Now that you brought it up, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. let's, uh, Let's play some of that now.
Digging the vibe of that one, definitely hard rocky. It's a little hard rocky. <laughs> any uh, any inspiration about that one you want to talk about? There's an opening track on um, on. There's an opening track on. Uh, as funny as, as it is, of on Noel Gallagher's solo album. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a instrumental song. And I just liked the way the rhythm was going. And I remember thinking like, I'm going to do something like that. And now, of course, when you say it's going to do something like that, right. it never turns out like right. that. <laughs> you know, just, just, it just doesn't. So it turned into that. So that's funny. Yeah. It never, it never is what you think it's going to turn out to be. It's weird how that works, right? No matter how, you, how much you try. <laughs> it's like, well, if I could just make it come out of my brain into the, into the studio, then. That would be that would be good, <laughs> or be odd, but or be plagiarism, and they'd be like, "Dude, you sound like <laughs> right." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about, I, I see you, you, I know you pivoted a bit into, um, since you couldn't play out, you started doing some uh, Facebook live stuff. Uh, you do uh, your third Thursdays with Thaddeus and you do like acoustic sets uh, from I, yeah. I'm thinking where you're sitting right now. Yeah, this is it. I just chill. This is it. Well, I screw up a lot. And I think that's the main thing <laughs> is that I, I screw up constantly and I practice, I practice a good amount, but I screw up a lot. Um, and it doesn't really matter because I'm just trying to play a song, trying to get the emotion out of, I'm trying to do that. And that, if that works, that works. But a lot of chords, like I did Bruce Springsteen last, Bruce Springsteen's um, last Thursday night in home. My hometown does this, like, does, it's so easy. It's like G and then it's like D, C, D, G. It's really easy, but it's like, I just fucked that up the whole time. And when you hit those wrong <laughs> chords and when you hit those chords, the, 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 the verses, um, the, the, whatever, whatever he sings, if you hit the wrong chords, the song just goes, it just crashes. <laughs> and, um, and I don't think I played the, that, that part right, even though I've rehearsed it a million times. And I, I don't know, it's just like, there's a lot, I, I do a lot of scripts and then sometimes I do songs really well. And I, I do a, um, a, a monthly newsletter and I'll pull those really songs I do really well. And I'll, I'll put those in the newsletter just to, you know, just to kind of spice it up. That's like, cool. And it's not that I do the song. If, 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 if I do, the, if I can catch the song in a really good thing, cause it's like most of the time it's hard to get a really good take of something when you're live, yeah. especially when you're you know, nine songs in a row, you know, it's not recording. It's just, you know, it's just, playing just right. playing. but it's been fun it's been fun learning hell of chords that's what i was going <laughs> to ask if you're having fun doing it yeah yeah it's super fun and the thing is is that it's like now so so then i'm con- now so that like you learn these chords and i go if i take that chord and that chord all of a sudden i'm writing a new song and then it's like well fuck i don't you know it's just a lot of music so it's constantly going i and, think it's really good too especially in this time and, and not having the live gigs and not having the face-to-face and touch with fans where you make yourself available in, um, in a social live situation like that, where you still have your outlet of playing and you give your fans and other people an opportunity who haven't heard you yet to, to get introduced. And I think it, it's a really good thing for any musicians, artists, whatever to be doing at this point in time. Right. So, you know, I've noticed that a lot of the bands that I've, not a lot of them, but a majority of them, they kind of have fallen off the face of the earth. Some of the bands I've done shows with around wherever, it's because there's just no avenue. Right. And no one is presenting themselves in this in this light and just being like, well, you know what, I'm just going to fucking play guitar. That's kind of a weird thing to do in general, you know, just to, <laughs> you know, just to start playing guitar for people. So. I'm lucky in that aspect, but I get it. This is like a weird, it's a weird time for, for people and to be like, I'm going to sit in front of my computer every Thursday night and start singing to people. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, I think it's kind of lame, but it's awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny yeah. Because right. yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some bands go, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go hang out with my kids. I'm going to go, you know, yeah. you know, 
do something else. And I've seen uh, other ones go, you know what, we're just going to like secretly collaborate over the internet or get back to the studio and, and make some right. new music quietly. And, and then just like, boom, it's out there. I'm starting to right. see the results of that right now. And then there's people like you that just like pivoted. Well, you know what? I, I my thing is playing live. Uh, and uh, I can't just not do anything. So I'm just going to hop on the internet and, you know, I've seen people put up tip jars and, and make it a weekly right. thing like you with a theme. And uh, I just think that's really cool uh, to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky that I, I'm lucky to have that inkling of talent to be able to do that. Cause a lot of, <laughs> you know, like a lot of people don't to, to go and play us. I, I, cause I'll go on YouTube and I'll try to find like some song by whoever, and the person will say like, yeah, but when you're playing it, somebody's singing this. So you can't, you know, and I can't do that. And I'll be like, you know what? I can fucking do that. You know, I can sing and play that, <laughs> that stupid little lick. And it's just like, that's awesome. That's an awesome feeling to be able to do that. That's, you know, that's Bob Dylan. That's everything comes back to that, you know, yeah. stupid guy in the guitar, you know, right. it's, it's always that, you know. Oh, does that mean you're going to get one of those little harmonica things around your neck? Give me one. <laughs> I, I have one. I have one. Yeah, I have one. And it's uh, the problem is, is I'm not very good at harmonica. So I had it and I, it's like, I think I need to take lessons. I need to take lessons. Yeah. It's a good idea. I huh? think it looks like it's easy and it's not. Right. I just watched, um, I just watched, I watched a lot on YouTube. I watched a lot of full concerts. Mm -hmm. And if you guys heard of Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they. I've been watching a lot of the last three weeks. I've been watching. I'll, I'll like get stuck on live bands at certain eras because they'll have the full concerts, you know. Oh, okay. And um, and I've been watching Black Road Motorcycle Club, and he started implementing that. But he can fucking play. Oh, yeah. The guy can play the harmonica, and it's like it becomes this whole new uh, sonic thing to add. It adds to their songs, you <laughs> know, and um the guys clearly had to have taken lessons or something, but it's really, it's add a lot of drama and dynamics to their, to their, to their shows. Super fun to watch. Super fun to watch. Huh? That's interesting. You know, who locally yeah. plays really good harmonica. Have you ever seen Zepparella? No, but I know who they are. Yeah. Anna Christina, no, Christina, who the singer, the lead singer is, uh, she plays a really mean harmonica. Yeah. No she, shit. Yeah, I tried to pick it up. I have a few harmonicas, and I was like, you know what? This is not as easy as I made it look. <laughs> also, uh -uh, and it, uh -uh, and it also it annoys everybody in the house when you're trying to learn it. <laughs> right, right. It's loud. I got the whole. I got the. Um, I got the six harmonica keys. Oh, I got cool. the, the. Yeah, I bought the whole package of all harmonicas and all the different keys. But dude, that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you got to be like. That doesn't mean you know, yeah. Like John Hopper with your, uh, you know, your vest and have a harmonica in each pocket. Yeah. Know which there's one. There's nothing. There's no. <laughs> That's all funny. I bought it. I got, I bought that. I bought the harness. <laughs> Boy, it doesn't, doesn't seem to work. I think it's broken. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oh, um, so let's, uh, let's, uh, listen to, uh, the other song, the one you released as a single. Um, yeah. Uh, still in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, let's check that out.
Yeah, I dig that one. Yeah, that's a fun tune. So I was a little surprised, and uh, maybe I shouldn't be, but it's just because of the business that we're in and, and the people that I know personally, that you don't do a lot of home recording. You don't like have a studio in your house or wherever. Um, Because I'm not that competent. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. Are you saying it's you would not. if you could? <laughs> or, um, I mean. Or you just don't want to buy. It's like you don't have. You don't have the patience for that. You're like, screw it. I just, I'd rather go to a professional studio with a producer and get it done for real kind of thing or, or what? It's, it's just not my bag. It's not my bag. It's not like my, I don't have any interest in it. Yeah. 
It's, it's all it is. Yeah, I like writing songs. I like playing my guitar and singing and putting pen to paper. But as far as the next step, I would rather just go to a studio because, in, you know, I'm just not really to think of recording myself seems like. I don't know, maybe it's taken away from from worrying about the next song that I want to write. Yeah. You know, and a lot, you know, and I'm big on lyrics. I'm big on all that stuff. So I don't know. I think that might be my deal. Like, this is not really my big Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Plus, and the, think, you probably feel a lot more comfortable in a studio setting and just, yeah, it's where you go to work. Well, like, I just wrote a song last night. I'm, I'm all, I'm all about it. And I've been playing that a million times all day. And, and then I, rec- I'll, now I record on my phone so I don't forget it. Right. But it's like, if I, if this stupid recording on my phone can get me off when I'm on a walk or a run or whatever, it's like, well, that's, that's, that's what I'm going for. It's just enough. If the quality is so cruddy that I'm still excited, well, that's what, it, that's everything to me. Right. Cause then I could go to a studio, pretty sure it's going to turn out awesome or totally to my satisfaction, you know? That's cool. And you feel, yeah. And you go to a studio, super fun. You know, going to a recording studio is always a treat. <laughs> yeah. Or it can be. You can be. Do you have any? <laughs> it can be. Until you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to sing this again. <laughs> Do you have any favorites in the Bay Area? Those places you like to record? You know, I've only, um, when I do, in, in, when I'm in the studio, it's like a three week, well, it's usually it's longer, but usually it's a three week lockout. And most of them have been in Los Angeles. Okay. And um, I did record a demo and no, I did, you know, do you know uh, Michael Rosen and um, Rings a bell. Yeah, he did. He's done. Um, he's worked with Santana and Rancid and all these bands, but I did a song with him right before I started working with Tim. I recorded one song that I haven't released yet. And we had a bunch of fantastic musicians come in and play on the song. But that's a great studio. I can't, it's eluding me right now what, it, what it's called. Is it Prairie Sun? But, um, what's that? Prairie Sun? No, it's not like, it's nothing. It's like. Uh, was that little place over uh, just uh, on the other side of the bridge in Oakland, um, Pittsburgh area. There's a, there's a cool studio over there. No, no. it's not that. It's, it's called like, Bur- I can't, I can't remember what it's called. But anyways, but he's, he's a, he's a notable recording guy, but I did one song with him at that studio, but the other like Utopian Society, Silver Inside were recorded in Orange County at a studio called The Lodge. Oh, okay. And then um, this one was recorded. This, these two coming up were done in <clears throat> at Tim's studio, which is Sonic Room Studios. Okay. And um you know, as far as it, I feel like to skip around, like when I record, because I don't record at my house, it has to be a bigger project and it has to be a allotted amount of time. You know, if I was in my house doing it, like that kind of goes on with the last thing. It's like, if I was in my studio, I'd kind of just be screwing around on recording these songs where now when I do an album or something, it's like, it's a really kind of like a big project. Right. And so... Um, I, I don't have a lot of time to, I don't, I can't screw around at a lot of different studios. It's always like this big project here, this big project here, and then don't do anything for a while, write music and go back to another big project. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but the re- doing, working with the one song that I recorded, um, 
with Michael Rosen, I did that because um, I just was, too, I was going to start, I needed to start working on um, tours. I, I think I did the surgeons tour, which was North American. And that was fall of 2019. And then I was like, yeah, let's, let's work on this one song. And um, a double album with a producer of that capacity was not in my budget. And yeah. so we just did one song. And then I talked to Tim and Tim was kind of like, yeah, we can work something out. So it worked out, worked out cool. better all around. Yeah. So, and now you have yeah. connections. Tim has a lot of connections. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's awesome. Yeah. He's a good guy. Well, I think we're, uh, I think we're getting close to end of time here. Um, you want to tell us any more about uh, your album when it's coming out? We're going to put all the links in the show to your, your socials and everything else you want. Yeah. Um, let's see. It comes out. Um, July 16th, Opposite Faces, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty substantial departure from Silver Inside. Okay. The, it's just, the songs are different. It's just a different, a different vibe, and um, I'm really happy with it. I'm, pretty, I'm very happy with how it turned out. And the artwork's great. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. definitely looking forward to, to hearing more awesome. from, uh, from you and your project and the album coming out. And apparently you have an album already coming out after that, that you're working on. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I think is coming out in the spring of next year. Oh, wow. And I'll be releasing single. Once this album's done, I'll, I'll be releasing singles that aren't on the album in between, hopefully to um, get behind whatever tours are going on. If, if there does happen to be some type of touring for me from my agent, in the fall, I'll put out a single that's not on opposite faces and then not on the new album. And then I'll kind of have that. So it's just a lot of music going to be coming out for me. Awesome. And I'm really lucky. Yeah. I'm really lucky about that. Well, I really hope I get to see you out soon. Uh, we could hang for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a your album when it comes out. What's that? Definitely looking forward to hearing your album when it comes out. Nice. Thanks. Douglas. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank and to you. our listeners, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us, Thaddeus. And uh, yeah. we will see you online. And we'll post all your links in the show notes. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Cheers. week. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.